Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Encouraging you to live as an ambassador of God's kingdom in the world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is the 7th of December. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen on the Faith Radio Network. As soon as I hear myself say it is the 7th of December, um, my mind recalls December the 7th of 1941, the day upon which um, the then Empire of Japan launched, launched an air assault on U.S. Navy ships based in Pearl Harbor in Hawaii, as well as targets in uh, Hong Kong, Guam, the Philippines, Wake Island. The United States declared war against Japan on the following day. And um, today, there are some um, more than 100-year-old survivors of uh, the Pearl Harbor attack returning to honor those who perished some 82 years ago. And so... You know, when we talk about what's happening in the world today and we talk about war and warfare and we talk about sovereign territory and we talk about people serving in the armed forces, um, today's a good day to remember and not forget. Um, So what about December the 7th, 2023? Well, if you're like me, you have a list. Maybe you even like me have lists of lists. Are you a list maker? I mean, this isn't a uh, Santa Claus is making a list uh, list kind of thing. Um, this is a what's on your to-do list today. Do you have a to-do list? What is on your list today? We're going to talk a little bit later about my prayer list and my list of the top 23 books of 2023, but hmm, checks list. First, my to-do list. So here's what's on my to-do list today. <clears throat> this is just Carmen's, you know, like... <sighs> If we were sitting down for coffee, which we are, because I have mine, I hope you have yours, um, I would probably be a little bit, like, side-eye focused on my list. All right, on my list today, drop off a bag for Matt's class. That is in relationship to Christmas. Take a suitcase to Rebecca, an empty one, so she can pack all of her people for our trip to Florida on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Checks Florida list, side-eye. Uh, call William at Tractor Supply. And then dot, 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 cubes for cows. That's what that says. <clears throat> Clean the house. Actually, that is something that deferred got deferred from yesterday's list, and it, I believe, got deferred from the list from the day before. So, hmm. Uh, I need to prep for tomorrow's show. That's on my everyday to-do list. And I really do need to get our family Christmas litter letter written um, and printed. So um, that's in addition to the farm wife daily farm life list, which those of you who live on a farm know how long that list is. I'm also co-hosting a podcast recording with a friend whose regular co-host is out this week. And that um, particular thing is this video. So I'm going to have to look like something. So add that to the list. Make yourself look like something. A uh, high priority on my list today is um, the Christmas gift list. No, I am not done with my list. And yes, I have 22 people on the list. There is a box marked with each of their names sitting around the perimeter of my guest room. 
um, and each has their designated role of wrapping paper. But I want to give them gifts that are meaningful and personal. But my budget is particularly tight this year. I bet you're feeling that too. So um, when I think about Christmas gifts, I just confess, like, I don't want anything. I'm, I know that's super frustrating to those who very much want to express their love through the giving of gifts. I'm not a gifts person. Um, I am an indescribable gift person, which leads us or brings us to today's Growing Your Faith verse of the day, 2 Corinthians 9, 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. You are on God's Christmas gift giving list. You're on his list. You're on his list. And he already wrapped your gift in the flesh of his son, Jesus the Savior. And all I want for Christmas is the gift that's already given, that I've already received, that I love opening every year again and again and again. I love the gift God gives, the indescribable gift, the gift of his presence, the gift of his grace, the gift of his love, the gift of his son, Jesus. So let me just say, if I am on your gift list and you're wondering what to get me, um, you already know acts of service are my love language, so um, you can help me with my list. But if you're a gifts person and you want to wrap something up, please don't spend any money. Just spend time writing down or creating something that tells me that you too have received the indescribable gift of God in Jesus Christ. Because I could imagine no greater gift than to know that all my people have actually opened and received God's indescribable gift. Speaking of gifts, you um, have been helping Faith Radio check off the list, giving hope this Christmas. We have a Give Hope for Christmas campaign going on right now. There is still time to nominate someone you know who needs some hope this Christmas. Um, you can do that at MyFaithRadio.com. Next up, we're going to call one of the listeners, just like you, who already nominated someone. And so, Austin, if you're listening, <laughs> get ready, because when we come back, producer Paul is dialing your number. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Okay, well, thank you to each and every one of you who have already um, participated in our Give Hope for Christmas campaign program. I don't really have a word for it. You can give hope for Christmas at MyFaithRadio.com. We all know people who are struggling um, or who feel particularly hopeless or that they've lost their sense of hope. Um, and so we recognize we can't, we can't change their journey, but we can encourage them. And we can walk with them. We can certainly pray for them. So who is on your heart um, in terms of a person who could really use a blessing this Christmas? Faith Radio is, um, is helping out with that. You have to let us know the need, though, so um, we can bless people. And what we're doing is, um, now, obviously, we're not, we can't do it for everybody. We're doing something for everybody, but for some we are going to be able to um, give them a $200 Visa gift card. So uh, it starts right now. And so we are going to give Austin a call. Austin nominated his sister, Sienna. So um, faithful Paul Perot is going to um, call him up. Let's see what happens. Hello. Hey, is this Austin? 
Yeah, this is. Hey, Austin, this is Carmen LaBurge from Faith Radio. You nominated someone for our Give Hope for Christmas project. Is that right? Yeah, I nominated my sister. That's Sienna? Yes, it is. So, Austin, we're calling to congratulate you. Your sister, Sienna, whom you nominated for our Give Hope for Christmas giveaway, has been selected to receive a $200 Visa gift card from Faith Radio. Wow. Wow, you guys. Thank you. Wow. Tell us why you nominated your sister and what you think it would mean for for you to see her blessed uh, with a gift of hope this Christmas. So, long story short, oh my gosh, my voice is breaking up. Um, Our whole life has kind of been her and I. She's my best friend. And we've had to do a lot on our own. I am the older one. I'm her brother. And I am a complainer. I've complained about everything. And I'm not sour. It's made us very strong adults, but she has always had this stable head on her shoulders, been positive about the situation, and just kept going, and she deserved everything under the sun. One of the things you said about her is, just like you're reflecting now, that she just has this great positive attitude, and she never stops Mm -hmm. being her best self. I just, I love that you, as her brother, see that in her. Yeah, it's... Our relationship is a little bit different than most, but it has made us stronger than a lot of other families, I think. I know that you you guys recently lost your dad. Um, yeah. And that Sienna, she's also got, you know, kids to care for. And so yeah. just talk with us a little bit about the hope. This is the topic of hope and maybe your sense of need for it right now. Yeah. So as I kind of mentioned, growing up was a, a little interesting, a little different than others. Later in life, she decided to build a relationship with my father. He changed his life around and they became inseparable. She was just there for him and he was there for her. And quickly he passed unexpectedly. I mean, hurt her obviously, but she has kids. So that, I don't want to say motivation because it sounds like a dark story, but it was definitely a push for her. She came out of that stronger than I, who I cannot imagine. And I think, oh my gosh, you guys are like pulling so many juices. It is going to give her such a, a life. Having kids is expensive and being a single mother is very, very costly. And so the Lord and you guys lifting a little bit so much. We know we know that $200 doesn't change the world, but we do hope that it does provide no. just a sign of hope, just a reminder it, of God's and love ex- and exactly. yeah, that she's not it, alone. Any amount, especially coming from your guys' point, is a blessing. You know, $5 or $200, that is hope in her eyes and my eyes and hopefully others hearing this as well spread a little love. Austin, um, thank you so much for bringing us Sienna and an opportunity for us to pass along a little Christmas blessing. So thank you for the part you have played in this and please pass along our Merry Christmas to Sienna. Absolutely. Thank you guys. This is incredible and I'm excited. Thank you guys so much. All right. So see, isn't that fun? Isn't it fun to pass along the blessings that we have already received? 
Lisa checked in on the text line. The text line is open, 877-933-2484. Lisa says, my sister Pat was blessed by Faith Radio last year um, during a difficult season in her life, and she still talks about how it helped her um, and how she is amazed at the kindness. So, Lisa, thank you so much for checking in with us this morning. Thank you for sharing with us last year. Um, about your um, sister Pat, who was in need of some hope, we're so glad that we could we could just extend the goodness and the grace of God um, to your sister, and then today to Austin's sister Sienna. So again, if you know someone, I'm sure you do. We all do. You know someone who needs some hope this Christmas, um, and you'd like to nominate them. Nominations for our Give Hope for Christmas are still open. Um, you can log on to MyFaithRadio.com and simply fill out the information there on our Give Hope for Christmas page. Um, I just also want to remind you that, like, you don't, you don't have to wait. Like, hope is available in the person of Christ right now. You can, you can turn to God. He, he is right there. As my sister Susie Larson says, you know, he's, He's closer to you than your next breath. Um, God's right there. And so if, you, if you're lacking hope this morning, if you feel like you've lost hope, we want to help you find it. His name is Jesus. And um, he's not only available you know, on Christmas morning or on Easter morning, he's available every moment of every day, and he's available right now. If you need a reminder of that, how about you just text the word HOPE? Um, text the word HOPE to 877-933-2484, and we'll walk with you um, in your journey of, um, of hope finding this, uh, this Christmas season. 2023 is probably going to be remembered for lots of things. Uh, how are you going to remember 2023? We are winding down the year. It's a good time to ask the question about, you know, what's the year been about? Has it been marked by a particular event or a particular person? Time every year names a person of the year. So let's talk about who your person of the year would be. I'll give you my answer when we come back. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. I mean, seriously, if all we had was nothing more than feelings, we would just be lost in a sea of mush. Hello, friend. Uh, I'm sure you have noticed by now that feelings are a terrible barometer of the truth. Our feelings are affected by the weather, world events, what we ate last night, whether or not someone we like or love texted or tagged us in a social post, how badly someone else sings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling lonely right now, I want you to ask yourself, am I really ever truly alone? Of course not. As a follower of Christ, Jesus promises to be with you always. He's literally with you right now in the thick of it, in the midst of whatever circumstances you're dealing with in your life. So I want to be a source of hope and encouragement to you today. If you are struggling to make it, even just to the next moment, if you're feeling lonely, text the word HOPE to 877-933-2484. Twenty twenty three, yeah, we are on the last page of that calendar. I don't know if you've noticed that, but uh, it is uh, it is it is clipping right along. Twenty twenty three is going to be remembered as what the year of what, or maybe the year of who. Um, Time just named their person of the year. Some years the person is actually a group of people, um, or even 
an inanimate object. I remember the year that the personal computer um, became the Times person of the year. And and you might imagine that like ChatGPT or some other form of AI might have been Times person of the year. Um, but they have named their person of the year. Uh, her parents owned a Christmas tree farm in Pennsylvania. That's a one interesting thing I learned about her. She has a brother named Austin, not the Austin we just talked to. Um, so here's the criteria that the editors of Time are supposed to be using. And I say that because I want you to pay attention. This is the criteria the editors of Time are supposed to be using in naming the person or persons of the year. Quote, the person or persons who most affected the news and our lives, for good or ill, the person or persons who most embodied what was important about the year. So with that in mind, who was your person of the year? Who most affected the year for you? Who embodies what was important about the year 2023? Now, before I tell you who my person of the year is, which this is not going to surprise you because it's going to be the Sunday school answer to the question. But let's talk about the person that everyone else is talking about. This year's person of the year, named by Time, uh, the person who they judge to be the one person in the whole world who most affected the news and our lives, the person who embodies what is, quote, most important about the year 2023, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Um, as I read through um, the piece on Taylor Swift uh, and the announcement of the person of the year. It's written by um, Times editor-in-chief Sam Jacobs. And let me just say that as I read it, I I just took note of this. He's a true believer. He is a true believer. He is a Swifty. No question about it. Um, And here is how he makes the argument. Keep in mind, the subtext throughout this entire thing, I mean, he, he couldn't be fangirling anymore. He couldn't be fawning anymore. He couldn't be having a more religious experience than he's having and expressing um, how Taylor Swift is for him a totalizing system. He believes that everything else is basically subsumed within the paradigm of Taylor Swift. (laughs) Uh, He views her as the as the story to be told, the one telling the story and the hero of the story. And if that doesn't sound like religion, then we have lost the meaning of the term. Here are some pull quotes. She has long commanded constant attention and knows how to use it. To discuss her movements felt like discussing politics or the weather, a language spoken so widely it needed no context. She became the main character of the world. Um, He noted the reality of, uh, of Swifties and the political and economic phenomenon called the Taylor effect. He says she's the last monoculture left in a stratified world. He says it's hard to see history when you're in the middle of it and harder still to distinguish Swift's impact on the culture from her celebrity, which emits so much light, it can be blinding. But something unusual is happening with Swift. Without a contemporary precedent, she deploys the most efficient medium of the day, the pop song, to tell her story. Yet over time, she has harnessed the power of the media, both traditional and new, to create something wholly unique, a narrative world. A narrative world in which her music is just one piece in an interactive, shape-shifting story. She is that story's architect and hero, protagonist and narrator. Now, 
just pause for a moment and ask yourself, I mean, is that giving a human being more credit than than a human being can carry the burden of? A shape-shifting story is a transformative story. It is a story that transforms. To suggest that she is now narrating the story unfolding in the world and that she's doing it in a shape-shifting way, that, that is giving more credit to a human being than a human being can bear the burden of. I'm not saying one way or another whether or not I'm a fan of Taylor Swift, but she's not God. Here's how I know that the person who wrote this, the person um, who is the editor-in-chief of Time who determined the person of the year, here's how I know that he is all in, that he's a true believer. He said, I sit with Swift in New York on a summer night, um, but I sat uh, in Santa Clara, California, which had been temporarily renamed Swifty Clara in her honor months earlier. I'm in a stadium with nearly 70,000 other people having a religious experience. That's what he says in the article. The crowd is rapturous. Uh, Swift, um, uh, he's using a word here that um, is, is to beatify. All right. So she's beatific as she gazes out at us. That is a word normally reserved for the Virgin Mary in describing the way that she looks at Jesus, the infant Christ. I'm just telling you what's I'm trying to help you see what's going on here. They're all high, all 70,000 high, which includes him, all high on the same drug. Her fans are singularly passionate, not just in the venue, but also online as they analyze clues, hints, and secret messages and everything from her choreography to her costumes. Some deliberately planted, yes, but others not. Taylor Swift, this is a quote, Taylor Swift fans are the modern day equivalent of those cults who would consistently have inaccurate rapture predictions like once a month. Standing in the arena, he says, it's not hard to understand why this is the biggest thing in the world. The biggest thing in the world. Taylor Swift is Time's Person of the Year. How about you? What's the biggest thing in the world? What has your rapt attention? Your worship, your adoration, your financial commitment, What's your answer to the question, who is the person who made the most difference in your life in 2023? And who made life different? Whose narrative are you following? Who's the author of it? Who's the hero? Who's the protagonist? The Sunday school answer is my answer. My answer is Jesus. He is my person of the year for 2023. He is my person of the year every year. This is, in fact, the year of the Lord. And this is the year of my Lord. How about you? Who is your person of the year? You could text me, 877-933-2484. Who is your person of the year? And you don't have to give me the Sunday school answer. You can give me, um, you know, the, <laughs> you can give me the honest answer. My, I get it. I get it that life is influenced um, by people. And so I'd like to know, who is your person of the year? 877-933-2484. And yes, we will most certainly pick this topic up again tomorrow when we talk with our friend Adam Holtz from Focus on the Families Plugged In. So who's your person of the year? Text me, 877-933-2484. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen.
Our friend Kathy Branzell is joining us from the National Day of Prayer Task Force. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, friend. How are you? I'm, I am well. I am well. Who is your person of the year for 2023? Who is my person of the year? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, of course, Jesus. But I was going to say, because earth, I should just tell everybody, I should tell everybody yeah. that I asked. I gave the Sunday school answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I will totally give the Sunday school answer, especially with the year that I've had. Um, that is just truth, like clinging mm-hmm. to him every single day in so many ways. And I'm so excited that we're going to talk about prayer today because, you know, prayer is a relationship, not a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And um, I've really been like shifting my view, you know, do I treat people, people in my life I love um, as a relationship or do I treat them as a responsibility? And how have I been treating God? And what is my focus on prayer? Like, oh, I better pray or, oh, I get to pray. Right. So I'm excited. Mm. I know a lot of people are talking about Christmas this time of year, of course. But um, how do we, how uh, does prayer take a deeper, um, a deeper meaning, a deeper priority in our lives? So, yay. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love your emphasis on prayer as a relationship, um, a blessing, not a burden, a relationship not a, you know, not a responsibility in terms of like, you know, checking off a list. So right. um, I thought it would be helpful to just talk about prayer and how we pray. Um, I'm yeah. sure you, you, I'm sure you have a list. I have a list. I shared my list with you. Um, can we just talk about ways to cultivate prayer and our prayer life? Like just enter in as if, as if I know nothing um, about the practice and the privilege, the blessing of prayer. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I was joking uh, with Paul before I got on, we could do a three-day conference between mm-hmm. our lists, right? So I love that. People call National Day of Prayer Task Force all the time saying, I want a prayer life, not just a quiet time. So start thinking in that way. And um, and uh, one of my favorite like beginning steps 24 years ago when I was like, I want a prayer life was, uh, you know, working through Dick Eastman's book, The Hour That Changes the World. And, um, and all the different parts of prayer, because we may have grown up in a home that either didn't pray at all, or that only taught you that prayer was asking God for stuff, you know, mm. gimme, 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 protect me. Um, me, 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 amen. Right. And, and so to, um, and people start different ways. Let me just say, don't ever let anybody shame you in your prayer life. Um, if you want to enter his gates with Thanksgiving and his courts with praise, awesome. If you need to enter his presence, confessing that sin, that thing you just said, that thing you just thought, that thing you just remembered, from your past that's been shackled on your leg and shaming you for years, uh, however you want to enter his presence, just start, just, just talk to him in this relationship. Right. And Mm. so there it's praise, which is his attributes, who he is and always will be Uh, the, I am his unchanging attributes. And you want to praise him in that moment. Or you want to thank him for what he's done, praises who he is, thanks is what he's done. Um, Or if just in the middle of praise, 
you are overwhelmed by his holiness and that reminds you of something you need to confess, it's not awkward to go, Lord, thank you for bringing that to mind, right? Um, or thank you for bringing that person to mind, Lord, for whatever reason. I haven't talked to them in six months or six years, uh, but I, I want to bring them before you right now. There's all kinds of ways. So share something on your list. Let's talk about that as well. Well, I love that you have already hit upon um, some big categories. Um, praying as praise, just absolutely just praising God for who he is. I think we tend to think about that as singing um, or as quote unquote worship, but that is prayer. And so um, thank you for highlighting that. Um, thank you for highlighting Thanksgiving, praying with gratitude for what God has done. Um, I mean, we we could we could just do that all day long and never run out. Um, the list would never end. Um, praying for whoever or whatever God brings to mind, that is intercession, how we lift up others and the concerns of the world before um, before a God whose grace is all sufficient um, and who is big enough to handle the things that um, that are way too big for us. So thank you for already highlighting um, each and every one of those. I um uh, I was thinking um, super practically and a little bit in the you know Jesus teach us yes. how to pray spirit of the disciples. So um, my list includes like like how to you know how to pray maybe by praying passages of the Bible. I learned this fairly early in my Christian walk, um, and part of this was I'm pretty sure. Um, Kathy Connor, who was the first person to intentionally disciple me. I'm pretty sure she was doing this as a way of not only um, teaching us to cultivate a prayer life um, and a quiet time, but also getting us into the Bible, right? So yes. she would take passages of Scripture um, and encourage us to write write the passage of Scripture down on like the left-hand side of a sheet of paper, Um I put, I still do this. I still put a line in the middle of a piece of paper. I write out the passage of scripture on the left-hand side of the page. And then on the right-hand side of the page, after, you know, after I have read through the passage, I pray through the passage. And sometimes what I'm praying um, are the attributes of God that are being revealed or the blessings of God, the, the prayers of thanksgiving that arise out of a passage of scripture or adapting that passage, um, particular lines of it by inserting my own name or my own needs or the needs of people who I know or needs in the world. Like, right. So it's a, it's a method of exposing myself more deeply to scripture, but also using the Bible itself, using the word of God to, as language to pray back to, to God. Which sits at the heart of this year's national day of prayer theme lift up the word, light up the world. Mm. So many people are like, I have no idea what to pray. Like America's just getting darker and darker. The world's getting darker and darker. You know, uh, people seem more angry, more divided, blah, 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 you know, on and on and on. Okay. So we bring that complaint, that lament, instead of grumbling, we bring it to the throne of grace and, and we lift up God's word because my opinion, my preference, my convenience, my point of view, you know, uh, my earthly point of view uh, may not be in line with scripture. 
even if his word is abiding in my heart, there are times where we just skew, right? I want it my way. This is how Lord, you know, maybe you haven't noticed God, but here's a solution, right? We've, we have these ridiculous prayers. And so by getting into God's word, we can say, Lord, you say, Lord, your mm. promise, you know, that last time we were together, you know, we, we are still sending out night and day prayers for Israel and it's all just scripture. Mm -hmm. um, Lord, you say, Lord, your promises, uh, Lord, you are. And, and so you take that and um, correctly insert yourself, uh, you know, Lord, you are able, Lord, you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above and beyond more than I could ask or imagine. And so, Lord, I, if, if I'm being short-sighted here, Lord, if I'm not trusting you, Lord, I just confess my my small thinking and my small asking. And I want to compliment a big God with big prayers. And so, Lord, show me, show me bigger. Show me um, where you uh, are going to do the impossible. And I praise you even now as I don't see a way out of this situation or I don't see that person coming home or changing or whatever it is, uh, Lord, you, um, with you, all things are possible. And so I praise you today as the God of impossible. Amen. And, and Amen. that's a simple way to pray scripture. So good. Um, speaking of the, um, the pray for Israel, uh, text that you guys are sending out through the national day of prayer. Um, I think it was Tuesday night. I'll try to, anyway, I think it was Tuesday night. Um, and the prayer prompt came from Psalm 28, verse 2. Hear my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help, when I mm -hmm. lift up my hands toward your most holy sanctuary. And um, I was, um, I'm, I'm obviously praying along with the text messages that you guys are sending out. And for me, that is, um, that is a, a posture prompt. I have several of them from, from the Bible when I talk about, or when I think about, for me, the the posture of prayer, um, I confess, Kathy, that doing something physical, like getting down on my knees or putting my face flat on the floor with my hands outstretched before me, um, yes. or or lifting up my cupped hands straight up over my head as much as I can with a person in there, like right, like literally putting that person in my cupped hands and list, lifting them up before the Lord. So yes. Psalm 28, two is one of those posture prayer prompts for me as well. Um, when I lift up my hands towards your most holy sanctuary and I cry to you for help, um, hear my pleas for mercy. And so as we go to a very brief break, I want to lift up um, uh, a prayer that came in on the text line just a few minutes ago. Gail is listening this morning and she's a um, she's a delightful friend, and she says, please pray for my grandniece, Daisy, taken to the hospital this morning. She's four. She's precious to our family. Um, she is suffering with a combination of RSV, strep, and pneumonia. So I want you right now, wherever you are, if, you, if this is possible for you, I want you to cup your hands together, and together we're going to lift up Daisy um, and, and plead for God's mercy. Holy God, we present to you Daisy. We come before you as sisters and brothers in Christ in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, with this little one in our hands. And we come to you, the God of all mercy, and we cry to you for help. 
Father, hear our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll continue our conversation here about cultivating a life of prayer in just a moment. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. The Bible is valuable, and reading and studying the Bible can transform your life. Hi, I'm Angela Smith, host of Reading the Bible Together podcast. Several times a year, we release a new Reading the Bible Together study. We've studied Luke, Daniel, Advent, Lent, and so many more. You can access all of our studies for free by going to the Reading the Bible Together resource page at MyFaithRadio.com. In addition to the studies, we also have the accompanying podcast. You can listen wherever you listen to podcasts. You can study on your own, or if your small group or Bible study is looking for what to study next, check out the Reading the Bible Together resource page at MyFaithRadio.com. We're talking with Kathy Branzell from the National Day of Prayer Task Force. Kathy, we um, Patrice would like to know, what is the text number for the prayer prompt for Israel? And because I've been signed up for quite a while now, I don't know the answer to that question. Aw, thank you. Yes, uh, just text the word Israel to 31401, 31401. All right, so you're going to text the word Israel to 31401, and you're going to get a prayer prompt in the morning and in the evening um, yes. to to pray for Israel, and it will be a, a verse of Scripture um, as your prayer prompt. So thank you for that. Thanks. Um, uh, let's um let's just return to this conversation about you know what it means to cultivate a life of prayer or a prayer life. Um, you you remind us that prayer is a relationship, not a responsibility. So even though we do use some um, some rote prayers, I do. I love praying the Lord's Prayer. Um, I love praying um, in in the pattern of other people who pray in the Bible, uh, you know, adapting their prayers to the circumstances of my life. I love using the prayers of lament um, from the Psalms. And then, you know, I love writing my own prayers of lament from time to time as well. Talk with us about the relational nature. Like, what is prayer and and why does it matter? How does Jesus matter yeah. in this conversation? How is Jesus the point right. of access here? Well, think about the people in your life, the, the people in your home, the people, um, you know, at your church, your best friends. Imagine not talking to them for a week. Imagine mm-hmm. not talking to them for a day. Imagine, uh, you know, waking up next to your spouse or walking into your your kitchen in the morning and not even saying good morning. Uh, prayer is communication with someone who loves you more than you could ever understand and that you love back. It's not a responsibility. It's a response in that relationship of communication of, um, you know, we always talk about this over and over again, the four things that, that people need and that we should give people in our lives every day, acknowledge them, you know, just that they're even in our home, right? Or they're in our mm-hmm. car, they're, they're in our office, at our school. So acknowledge them, affirm them, uh, appreciate them, and give them affection. We do the same thing in our relationship with the Lord, and He speaks, you know, over us, but we don't assume He's just going to give us everything we want. He says that, you know, my God will supply all your needs. Lord, you have said today and every day you will supply all of my needs. And so open my eyes, Lord, where you're providing so that I can thank you um, 
you know, this is the day you've made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And so in that, it's a conversation. There are things that happen that spark the word of God. There's things that you say that would spark a conversation with God. You talked about singing. So here's my example from this week in the article that comes out tonight. You'll read it. So um, I just had silent night, holy night, you know, going off in my head. So I'm singing quietly to the Lord. And I just get as far as all is calm, all is bright. And I snicker unto the Lord. And I say, okay, Lord, in my house right now, all is not calm because, you know, my daughter's getting married at the end of the month and what a wedding this is going to be. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, You know, making a covenant with the Lord. Um, All is not calm in my house, but Lord, all is bright because you reside here. And so I went from singing this Christmas hymn to him into a conversation like, oh, that just sparked something, Lord, I want to lift up. I lament that all is not calm in my house, but Lord reside here because I want to worship the Prince of Peace through Christmas. We don't want to rush past Christmas to do all things wedding. We want to do all things worshipful. And that includes celebrating Christmas and celebrating this covenant that's coming up with you with uh, friends and family. So that's just one example of, you know, things in your life that spark. Oh, I want to talk to God about that. And he's like, oh, I've been waiting for you for you to come and talk to me about that. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Um, we're talking with Kathy Brinzel about how to pray um, and how we cultivate a life of prayer. Um, we enter into the presence of God through and because of and alongside the person of Jesus Christ by the power of God's own Holy Spirit. Um, by the power of the Spirit, whatever we pray is translated um, between here and there, um, between here and God's ear, um, the distance from our mouth to to His heart, um, the Holy Spirit works to bring our prayers into conformity with God's will. That's incredible. I I don't understand how that happens, but it does. Um, and we enter into the very presence of God through the person of Jesus. It, when when the veil is is torn in two from top to bottom at the death of Christ. Yeah. Um, access to God is made available to you and I. And so when we talk about praying in the name of Jesus and we talk about um, praying in Christ, that's what we're talking about. I don't enter into the presence of a holy God um, without the covering of Jesus, um, without the Spirit of Christ. And so let me encourage you to establish a relationship with God or reestablish a relationship with God. He, He wants that. He desires that. And he makes it possible through Jesus. And so Avail yourself of that in order that you might also avail yourself of the incredible gift and privilege of prayer. Kathy, I'll give you the last word. Oh, um, just talk to him. It does not need to be uh, something that you've uh, well thought out. It doesn't need, you don't need to speak to him in the King James Version. Uh, He's not looking for you to impress him with your vocabulary or some eloquent thought. Uh, sometimes my most spoken prayer is help um, or thank you or I love you. So just remember, just continue to talk to God who never leaves you or forsakes you, who loves you more than you could ever understand and um, and dig into his word, lift up the word, light up the world and brighten your day. Thanks, mm-hmm. Carmen. Merry Christmas to all of you. 
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Today is also the beginning of Hanukkah. Um, and so if you are a person who um, is praying with us, alongside of us for Israel, today might be the day that you want to start lighting a candle. Um, you don't need to get a menorah. Um, I mean, if you have one, that's great. Um, but start lighting a candle each night. Um, start lighting a candle at sunset um, and let it burn all the way down. Um, and then tomorrow night, light another. And let us um, find ourselves in the Word of God. Let us recognize Jesus is the light of the world. Let us also recognize then he turns to us, his followers, and says, you know, now you, now you are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before others that they would see your good works and glorify God who is in heaven. Prayer is one of the works of the people of God. Um, And you and I can be a praying people anywhere, at any time, under any circumstance. Prayer is something that uh, can happen, does happen, um, in the darkest of places. And it it is a gift that no one, no one can ever take away from you. And so let's avail ourselves of the power and the practice of prayer on this December the 7th as we remember what um, what happened years ago at Pearl Harbor, 1941. Let's uh, remember prayerfully the sacrifices made and let us remember Israel on this first day of Hanukkah 2023 and let us be praying in the name and by the power of Jesus. We've got another hour together up next. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.